Shit or get off the pot. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Hey Little Ant, by Philip and Hannah Hoos. Illustrations by Debbie Tilly. Published by Tricycle Press. Hey Little Ant is a thought-provoking tale about a boy who has a run-in with an ant. The boy wants to destroy the ant's world, but before he does, he allows the ant to present its case. Will these two learn from one another and live in peace? Or will talking only exacerbate their problems? Well, put your magnifying glass away. This boy has everything he needs. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We begin on a dweeby-looking kid, shouting down at an ant on the sidewalk. And we could see other kids in the background like, That's Billy. I think he's got something wrong with him or something. He asks the ant if it can talk, and then threatens it by saying, He's gonna smash it. Nothing like warning a person before you're gonna harm him. Hey, I'm gonna punch you. Oh, my nose. What do you know? The ant can talk. And it pleads with the boy not to kill it. And explains he's just trying to make it back to his family with a little piece of pie he stole. He's admitting a lot off the top there. But still, stealing shouldn't equal the death penalty. On another note, maybe this boy has special powers. Who else could get an ant to talk, let alone rhyme like this? Take this act on the road. They could be the next comedy duo. Like Abbott and Costello. Pin and Teller, or Kim and Kanye. This goof with a bowl cut, I blame his parents for that one, and probably the rest of his problems. He stares down at the ant and makes a bold statement that ants are so small they can't feel anything and probably aren't even real. That's a little too far. Frankie Munez is small, and he exists. Well, he hasn't been in much of anything lately, so maybe he doesn't. Fine. Kevin Hart is small, and he's been in a lot. To all this, we get this response. Quote, Ant. But you are a giant, and giants can't know how it feels to be an ant. Come down close. I think you'll see that you're very much like me. End quote. Which is it? Either he's like you and can relate, or he's nothing like you and would never be able to relate. This ant can't have it both ways. You'll never know what it's like to be small. All the trouble I have to go through. Why can't you see we're exactly the same? But you just said I wouldn't understand. Never mind what I said. You and I are like twins. I'm like four feet taller than you. Don't you think I know that? You don't need to rub it in. I should have known you wouldn't get it. You're right. I'm totally lost. I know this boy seems like an a-hole. But this ant seems like an even bigger one. They deserve each other. Because of this, the boy takes the stance that he's nothing like the ant. He has a family. And people... Well, someone would care if he's gone. And that no one would notice if the ant was gone. See, I agree with the first part, but I'd like to amend that second part. People may not be able to notice that one ant is gone, but they would certainly notice if he and his whole clan were gone. And they'd be happy about it. Honey, the ants are gone. 
Call the neighbors. We can finally have them over for dinner. Now the ant gives his rebuttal, saying he's got a family too, just with a few more cousins. And then he goes into his acts of charity, feeding baby ants the whole thing. And he tells this boy his clan needs him. We found the ringleader. Kill him. These two are really going back and forth. And the boy brings up his best point yet, saying that even his mom doesn't like him. My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. Jeez, that's bad. And then he goes on to call him a thief, always stealing food. Ain't dead the truth. Finally, it's starting to come out that ants are pests with all sorts of negatives. And the ant responds with this absolutely asinine statement. Quote, Ant, Hey, I'm not a crook, kid. Read my lips. Sometimes ants need crumbs and chips. One little chip can feed my town, so please don't make your shoe come down. End quote. Get a jab. Admitting to stealing and then trying to justify it. It's only one car. Yeah, the only car I have to get to work. What an asshole. He clearly only thinks about himself. Here's a thought he could ask nicely. Better yet, he could figure out how to make chips for his family so his clan doesn't have to go starving, and they can rely on something more stable than stealing. But no, he tries to play the old po-po pitiful me card. Smash him! The most shocking revelation happens next. The boy claims to have friends. I'm not buying it. But then again, they all look a little off like him. So maybe they are. And guess what? They all care for the community and try to rid the world of ants by smashing them. And they're egging on the boy to do just that. The case has been made, kid. Shit or get off the pot. Just kill him already. The ant now tries a new tactic by asking him to imagine a role reversal. With the ant being big and the boy being small, Besides ants being an even bigger nuisance and making them an even bigger problem and giving them all the more reason to kill ants, I don't know if there would be much of a difference. The boy would probably still be able to kill the ant because of his superior intellect. Well, in this case, marginally better intellect. And our authors leave us on a cliffhanger, not telling us what the kid ends up doing, only showing the shoe over the ant and then asking us what we think about how he should act. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Smash the damn thing. What's the moral the authors are trying to advance in this one? Honestly, it missed the mark. I believe they're saying, big or small, we all have value. And that we don't truly know other situations. And those situations have a bearing on how people act. So treat everyone with compassion and let them live their life. Which would all be mostly true. Unless the person is a bad actor. But beside the point, in this case though, it wasn't a small human, it was an ant. They're pests. There is a reason we have exterminators and ant poisons. It's because they can invade a place and bite you and make your living conditions unlivable. Instead of portraying the ants as innocent creatures, the question they should have been asking is, what happens if you accidentally fall into a nest of fire ants? They're not going to pick you up, that's for sure. So do what you need to do. They're ants. What do I think of Philip and Hannah's work? Well, I thought it was a little too sentimental for an ant. Again, if it was a small human 
this story would have rang more true. Except for the whole justifying stealing part. Give this ant a fishing pole, not a fish, am I right? So yeah, their objective missed the mark. But on a brighter note, the rhyming and the back and forth was amusing, so I'll give them that. Debbie's illustrations made this read. They were all her own, and her ability to show the differences in size was masterful. If you can't stand being around indecisive people, reading about how long this boy takes to kill an ant might not be for you. But if you like picking your own ending, it probably is. So pick this one up. Or don't. I don't really care. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.9. I'll have a taste, push it around to make it look like I ate it, and go back for several more bites, but stop when I see ants. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.